this morning. I'm really excited to invite up one of my good friends, Joe Reynolds. He's going to be coming this morning and sharing truth. As a reminder, we're in a series called The Four Pillars. And Michael introduced this series last week. We're celebrating some of the core pillars that have built the history of this church. Joe, I get to yes. work with you every week. Yes, we do. Yes, we're you. excited. How you guys doing? It's good to see everybody. Go ahead. Okay, I Let's, wasn't sure what we were doing there. I just want to say hi to everybody. <laughs> I miss you guys. Seriously, I'm over this quarantine thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad over. we're back together. Yeah. This afternoon, we're actually together all day. We're doing some Ascent interviews. We are. And we thought this morning, before we jumped into the message, we would just give everybody an update on what's going on with the Ascent. Yeah. Some may not even know what the Ascent is. All right, by show of hands, who here does not know what the Ascent, Ascent is? Anybody? Hey. Hey, a couple that's people. Good, oh, that's I good see communic- some people. Okay, well, hey, yeah. we're going to tell you guys right now. So the Ascent is our in-person and online discipleship program, school. So we have a three-year in-person school and a two-year online school that we run here at Bridgeway Church, and it's how we make disciples. Obviously, we love these Sunday gatherings, but for those who want to go deeper in their faith, who maybe have never had a mentor, a coach, a leader, a discipler, this school is for you. We have a lot of people applying this year. Yes. Right? So this is our first year having a second year of in-person school. And online. And online. Mm -hmm. And people from all over the world are are coming to school. We got an application last night from a girl from Sweden. Okay. And um, another one over the weekend from the UK. We had, and then we had a couple come in from Georgia. So everywhere from one state over to the other side of the world. We talked to people last week, what, coming down from Maryland? Yep. Arizona. Guys, God's doing something amazing here. He really is. Our church... I mean, I love our church. Our church is not some ginormous mega church, and God is just still opening people's eyes up to what he's doing here at Bridgeway. It's a really big deal, and I want to challenge some of you guys. He was showing me during worship, there are people here that have been indecisive about whether or not to jump in with the school. I really want to just go ahead and tell you, do it. If the ascent has been something that's been on your heart in the back of your mind, take the step to apply. In the application process, Jess, we're really intentional not to necessarily accept everyone that applies, right? Because we want to hear God with you if it's the right thing for your life. Um, There was a girl the first year we did the school from California who applied and kind of stuck the fleece out saying, hey, like, I'm not sure if this is it, but I want to at least put my my hand out there, just, just try. And during the interview process, we really felt like God was doing something differently with her. Elliot Cox is here. Elliot Cox came from Ocala, Florida. The exact opposite happened with Elliot. When he stepped out to apply, it was really clear that it was a yes from the Lord. And so for those of you who online and in person who've been thinking about the ascent, especially I see a lot of moms um, for the ascent online. The the ascent online, guys, is adaptable to a full-time schedule. Um, There are are moms in our congregation who've kind of disqualified themselves from a lot in life just because of, of the nature of being a mom, having kids, having a job, being a wife, I really see that there's, there's an there's emphasis on moms right now. I want you guys to apply for the Ascent Online. Again, we want to walk through, is this what God is saying? Yeah. And if it is, we don't want you to disqualify yourself based off of a busy work schedule. Yeah, that's great. I want to just agree with that. I really felt like there's some people who are on your own trying to discern if God is saying the Ascent. And just to reiterate what Joe's saying, you don't have to discern that on your own. Part of the application process is getting leadership to come alongside of you and help you discern. So put the fleece out, fill out the application. We want to journey with you. We've seen God do amazing miracles, deliverance, all kinds of things through the interview process. So sometimes yes. it's not even about the school. <laughs> it's He just wants to get you in the opportunity to yes. take the risk on him, put yes. some faith on it. So 
We hope you apply. If you have any questions, come see me after service. We're still taking applications for both on campus and online. Thank you, Jess. Awesome. Give it up for Jess Longshore, guys. She did a great job this morning. All right. I want to start really by following the Lord. Jason and Victoria, if you guys could stand up. Guys, give it up for Jason and Victoria Bobo. And come out from underneath that tent. Come out from under that tent. During worship, I, I could not not look at you. And today, um, we are in the Four Pillars series. And so right now, we're going through the four pillars of Mount Zion Church. So for those of you who don't know, Bridgeway is a merge between two churches, Mount Zion being one of them. This is Mount Zion's campus, which is now Bridgeway Church. And when Mount Zion was founded 40 years ago, it was built on four pillars. And last week, Michael Thornton brought the word in the, on the first pillar, which is that the full gospel will be preached here. And we hold to that here at Bridgeway Church. The pillar that I'm going to teach on today is that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are free to manifest. Who here is happy about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Man, that is the weakest applause ever for the Holy Spirit. Thank you. My gosh. And so today, I really sense, you guys, that God wanted me to start by demonstration. See, because the kingdom of God is not merely an act of talk, but it's a power. And if we're just going to sit here and talk about things all the time, there's a lot of places that talk about stuff. There's very few that actually do it. And so I, he really wants me to prophesy over you, you two, to start this. And so I want to start with you, Jason. The Father showed me gaps in your timeline. So I saw, I saw your life. You guys are laughing already. What? How? Okay. All right. This, this, this is what he showed me during worship. I saw your timeline of your life. And I saw gaps, specifically gaps of where there were people alongside you to lead you. And a lot of this trouble of your life, Jason, has come from ha having a lack of spiritual leadership in your life. Like the father, is, he's actually built us to need fathers and mothers, plural. And Jason, God is doing a deep work of healing in your life and in your, in, and in your marriage. But specifically, he's healing the places where there were gaps. See, the father never missed you in those gaps. He was there. But you didn't perceive him being there. He always led you. And so I actually see him doing a deep work of taking you back to places. A lot of people go back to places in their past. It's really unhealthy. You only go back to places that Holy Spirit takes you. And Jason, I see God is taking you back intentionally to seasons of your life where there were gaps that he can show you where he actually never left you in those spaces and places. A lot of the, the brokenness that's actually been in your relationships, I even see between you and Victoria, has actually been a result of just compounded gaps and you're built, like, I look at you, you look like the freaking Black Panther. You look like a big guy. I mean, like, look at you. You're built. But the Father says this is actually a season of weakness for you, that the more you can boast in who you're not, not in some false humility thing, but the more you can put on your lips that you need his help. Jason, God is going to fill those places, and you're going to see a fruit in your life, in your marriage, in your family you've never seen before. You actually have to let go of the, of the trying in your own strength. It's futile in your own strength. You can't parent in your own strength. You can't be the perfect husband in your own strength. You can't be the perfect husband, period, but you definitely can't do it in your own strength. And so there's an invitation for you right now, Jason, to let go of the things that you've used to strengthen yourself in your own, in your own will and to really rely on the, on the Lord. And Victoria, I see, I see just a light on you. In the Father, he's shown me love is patient. And you have been so patient for that man to your right. You've been so patient over his life, and the Father has seen it. He's heard your prayers. And I'm telling you guys, there, this is a season of blessing and increase for you. And so as a church family, I want you guys all to extend your hands to Jason and Victoria. And I also want to do this before I, before I pray. If any of you guys have other words for them, I want them to get so bombarded by words before the time they leave here that they're here till 1 p.m. in the afternoon if that's what it takes. 
But if God is speaking to you about this couple, I want you guys to release these words over them today. What do you got? Go ahead. Hold on. Let me run over there to you. Not doing it, not doing it. You come to me. What do you got? This is the Lord gave me. Okay, here we go. When? Jeremiah 29, 11, probably about three days ago. Okay. This is what it says. This is the Amplified. For I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. Heard that before. Then you will call upon me and you will pray to me and you will hear and heed me. I need to do that. This is the verse. Then you will seek me, inquire for, and require me as a vital necessity. Come on. Come on. Well, Jason and Victoria, let's all extend our hands to him. Let's pray for him. So, Father, I thank you for these two. And, and man, he is really focusing on you right now, Jason. Father, I thank you for Jason. I thank you for his life. And we as this church family, we just say what a blessing it is to be able to do, do this thing called life with these two. And Father, we pray heaven's blessings, provision, and abundance upon the Bobo family. Father, we pray for all the kids, the grandkids someday, the generations that will come. Father, we ask that there would be such a deep healing from these timeline gaps, Father, that, that, that the generations that come from these two will not have gaps. And so, Father, we bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's give it up for the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. And so to reiterate, you guys, today I'm speaking on the second pillar, um, which is that the, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are free to manifest here at Bridgeway Church. Um, I wasn't there 40 years ago when Mount Zion was founded, but man, I'm so thankful that they were a church that wanted the more of God. Um, and so I want to, man, Helms come, came up to me during, during worship and gave me a word. Keep this close to my, okay, thank you. There's a sign that says, keep the mic close to my mouth. Thank you. But Helms came up to me, Jonathan Helms came up to me during, during worship, and he said, Joe, I see you with a wheelbarrow full for this morning, but the Father is saying that there's fresh rhema that you're even going to get in the moment. And so, like, that wasn't planned with Jason. I certainly didn't think he was going to come up here, but I'm thankful that he did. And, and I'm actually going to really step out in faith here. I'm not going to look at my notes because I think God's doing something a little bit different. Um, and I want to start with this. When it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the first thing we have to do, you guys, is keep the main thing the main thing which is this. Holy Spirit is one of the persons of the Trinity. And if we ever start to pursue him for what he can do outside of communion and knowing him, we're already off to the wrong foot. And I feel a little sharpness on my tongue this morning. He wants me to talk about Simon the sorcerer. Who here knows who Simon the sorcerer is? Okay. So very few hands raised. Simon the sorcerer was a person in the book of Acts who saw the workings of the Holy Spirit and wanted to purchase them. So essentially, he was impressed, and, and he, he saw the disciples of Jesus Christ ministering in power, and he became jealous for it. Now, he wasn't a disciple himself of Jesus. He just saw the workings in the power. And, and I feel a grievance on the Holy Spirit right now, because for so, for so long, you guys, people have actually pursued the things that he brings more than the realization that they get to have communion with him. Let me say that one more time. This is a humongous differentiation we need to start to make as a body. Because, guys, if you can't perceive it, let me tell you, this is an apostolic house. What that means is that this house is built on the fivefold ministry of Jesus Christ. Ephesians, Corinthians talks about this. We are going to move in and transition into a season of miracles, into a season of blessing. 
into a season of more of the Holy Spirit. Right? So when, when we're in right alignment with the King of Kings and Lord and Lords, Jesus Christ, when we're in right alignment with the head, oil has to flow. Oil has to flow. And so what he'll do is he'll establish the apostolic. He'll establish the prophetic. And then actually in Corinthians, it starts to talk about how he'll establish teachings and then miracles. And so guys, what's happening is God is bringing our body together in alignment and miracles have to come. But I, I really feel on the front end of this season, and not that there haven't been miracles already. I, I just was speaking to people this morning. They've seen miracles through this coronavirus time. It's been amazing. And let's praise God for that. But I believe he's about to pour blessing out in terms of miracles, healing, signs, and wonders on this body of believers because we're coming into right alignment with him. But if we ever get more fascinated with the doings of the Holy Spirit over the person of Holy Spirit, we'll miss the point. The point is always communion. And so I say that word communion, and we can talk a lot about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, right? So we're, we're Holy Spirit-empowered people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that empowerment is a piece to the reason why Jesus died, gave all of the authority to his church, and said, hey, make the enemy pay all the days of your life down here. I'm so grateful for that. But bigger than that piece is that we get to have oneness behind the veil with Jehovah, with Yahweh, with the God who was and is to come, with the one that we sing about who's worthy of it all. Guys, he's our dad, our Abba Father. There's an intimacy we get to have with him because of Jesus Christ. And because the Holy Spirit poured forth on all believers who come into alignment with Jesus Christ, you guys, the impossible becomes possible. But man, I feel so, so real in my spirit right now that if the workings of God ever become greater than the intimacy we get to have with him, we'll miss it. We'll miss the point. I wonder if why so many revivals hit or miss. Have you guys ever wondered why there have been so many revivals in the past and they're almost like flash in the pan things where they're there and then it's over, right? So, so whether it's you know, a big outpouring for weeks and weeks or months and months or years and years, but then it just dries up and ceases. I think that God never wants things to dry up. But I sometimes can think it can be a mercy for it to dry up if people are being led astray from the point. And the point is intimacy with God. And so we're transitioning Bridgeway family into a time where the intimacy of God, the place, I, I see people have been churning in the secret place in the quiet place. People have been in the closet space, on their face, on the carpet. And you guys, there is a reward. He says, he who comes to him must know that he is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I believe he rewards us with more of himself. And what God is doing right here, I can feel the rumblings, the, the, the birth pangs of this movement that God is building on the earth and more specifically through us right here. And now guys, he has heard our prayer. He has seen what we have sown. And he has seen that we have become a people that want him for him. And from that place now, it's about to pour forth like a river. But you guys, there has to be something where we keep our eyes fixed on him. And so my first point when it comes to gifts of the Holy Spirit, that he is the gift. The Holy Spirit is the gift. Now, I don't want to get so far in that where we negate the gifts, right? Because 1 Corinthians 12 talks all about the gifts and the workings and the effectiveness of Holy Spirit. Right? There's, there's gifts of tongues, of prophecy, 
of interpretation of tongues, of helps, of administration, right? We see the Holy Spirit work as a cohesive unit to build our body together as one. And that's the second piece that I really want to speak to you guys is the unity of the body must, must, must be there for the fullness of the gifts to be worked and realized. I want to share a testimony of what's been happening in the ascent. So this past year of school, God has done a tremendous work in dreams. And so who here has had a lot of dreams their whole life, yet not known what to do with them? Put their hands up. Okay, that's quite a few people. What God is doing on our body and on our house right now, he is raising dream interpreters. This is a gift of his Holy Spirit. He's bringing us into a place to start to understand how he speaks in the night. You know, in the beginning, in Genesis 1, there was evening and then there was morning the first day. Evening and morning the second. Evening and morning the third. The day starts in the night to the Lord. Jews to this day still believe that the day starts when the sun goes down. So what does that tell us about the Father? That when we lay our head to rest, that's the first fruit of our day which is why dreams in the night are so important because it's the first words of God to our spirit as we rest with him. This is a humongous deal. And, and for some of you, you've been tormented in the night. And the enemy's main plan is to get you to despise dreams and to despise even going to sleep. I see people having fear around even sleeping. And God is doing a healing work to that. But specifically with dream interpretation, he wants to unleash that on our body. But what that will come with is with honor. We have to honor one another. We have to honor when somebody says, hey, I had a dream. I don't know the fullness of the interpretation, but this is what God gave to me in the night. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? When we started to do this in the ascent, and for those that are students here that have walked through this past year, you guys know, it's impossible what God does through dreams. He will show you stuff that will come and it will, it will manifest. He will warn you in the night of things that could be pitfalls for you. Holy Spirit is really, really faithful to lead you and guide you into all truth. And the night season is really where he's done it for the ascent. And so what I want to ask us is, do we want him in these places? Because I want to finish the, the, the third point, which is this. Do we really want this? Right? I think it's easy for us to say, hey, I want the gifts of the Spirit. Well, do you want the gifts of the Spirit when he says, now step out with it? So, so do you want the gifts of the Spirit when you're standing at Carowinds this summer and he gives you a word for the guy standing next to you and it's hot and you already feel uncomfortable. Now it's way more uncomfortable because you got to talk to this guy you don't know. Do you really want the gift then? Because the spirit of the prophet is actually subject to the prophet. And so there's a part of this that hinges on our willingness to release the prophetic, to release the gifts. And how, how big of a miss on our end would it be to ask God for something that we don't actually step out and do? And I want to just go ahead and say this. There are gifts that are here now that have been here for years that have been dormant because we haven't chosen into them. God has given each of us, each of us has giftings from the Holy Spirit. Each of us has gifts. Each of us makes up this body that we call a family. We all need one another. And frankly, I am jealous for all of the gifts that you guys carry. I need the gifts that you carry for the betterment of my life. Just because I have a microphone and I'm speaking does not mean I've arrived and it doesn't mean that I don't need you. In fact, I actually believe now more than ever how much I, I need people. 
I need your ministry in my life, but it actually hinges on you to give it. It hinges on you to release it. It hinges on you to speak it forth. In Bridgeway, I don't want us to be a people that make a, a loud noise for the gifts, state our desire for it, but when he releases the gifts, we do nothing with them, right? It's so funny. I don't know who you are. You're sitting under this tree right here, and it immediately reminded me of Jonah's story in the Bible. Now, I'm not saying you're Jonah, okay? But if you guys remember, the prophet Jonah was a person given gifts by the Holy Spirit to prophesy. And his whole four-chapter book of the Bible is this big push and pull because he does not want to release the gift that God gave him, right? And he ends his story sitting under a tree, and God sends a little worm to eat up the tree, and it dries up, and he's sitting in the sun, and the whole book ends on a cliffhanger. And the cliffhanger is this. God is trying to get to Jonah and saying, why did you not, why did you not want me to have compassion on people? Because Jonah was mad that the father wanted to show compassion. And the, the book ends on this cliffhanger because a man who was giving gifts did not want to release them. And my question is to you, do you want to release gifts to the people that you don't know? Do you want to release gifts to someone that you've never spoken to before? Or maybe they're a race or a culture that you're not as comfortable with, you didn't grow up with. Will you release the gifts then? Or will you only release the gifts to people that make you feel comfortable or in situations that are easy? Because the promise that I want to leave you with before we finish here is this. If we cry out for the Holy Spirit and we ask him for his gifts, he will give them. But there is a heavy call to stewardship on our end. And it looks like this. When he gives gifts and he says go, we must go. So I want you all to stand up as a church as we end here today. And I, and I sincerely do not want you to do this if you don't want to. I would rather have four people with integrity who can, can open their hands and say, yes, Father, I want this, and allow Holy Spirit to get you to that place than you just to go with the flow and open up your hands. But if you want this, I want to pray a prayer of impartation upon this body and ask the Holy Spirit to come in power, specifically when it comes to the spiritual gifts, as he begins to build what this looks like out for us in our body. So if you guys want this, please open up your hands. And I'll pray. So Father God, I thank you for, for the integrity on this field right now. Even for those that don't have their, their hands open, I thank you for them. I thank you that they would rather have something real in their heart than just do something for the sake of doing it. I thank you for that. And I honor them. But Father, for those with hands open and raised and lifted, God, you say that, that good fathers give good gifts to their children. And how much more will you give us the Holy Spirit for those who ask of you? And so today we're asking, Father, we believe that all gifts come from you, the Father of light. And the gift we are asking for, first and foremost, is deeper communion with you, Holy Spirit. And from that place, we ask on the behalf of Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who deserves his body to be manifesting everything he died to give her. We ask that you would, you would manifest your gifts upon this body in a way we have never experienced. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you and we believe, Father, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, before you guys go, I want to make sure I'm done right at 10. I think I'm doing pretty well. Today at 1030, by that prayer chapel, Michael Thornton and TJ Lenardi will be leading out a conversation about this entire thing that we're seeing happen here in our country on racial reconciliation and healing. Um, Michael, if you want to run up here really quick, I got a couple minutes. 
for you to go ahead and speak out what you guys are going to be doing here at 1030. Awesome. Yes, guys, we'll be meeting at the prayer chapel right at 1030. For anybody interested, we're just going to have a guided discussion about what's going on in our country and how we as a church can be part of the healing and not the hurt. Come on. Awesome. You guys have a great day. Good to see you.